to standing saints. Oh, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to deliver this today. But my help came from somewhere. For all they sent me through at the doctor's office, my help came from somewhere. <laughs> and it didn't come from the earth, but it came from above. time and season where saints are not lasting through the schemes or large scale systematic plans of the devil. Saints are walking back into darkness with their eyes wide open. Church is not church like it used to be because it has been reduced to a social gathering. It appears that we have forgotten that the word of God said, redeem the time for the days are evil. The word says, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption drawing now. It appears that the church is losing its focus on the one true gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's dropping down to half truth or no truth at all. The very thing God saved us from is the same thing that is stirring up our appetite for the sins of our flesh. We as saints of the highest are drawn away from God and back into the world's system and customs of living. Nothing is a sin and everything is okay as long as it is done in moderation, says the world. As the end time approaches, quickly we, the church, has gotten to begin to let down our guards. Those that once held their position highly has come down off the wall. 
the watchman is gone to sleep. And the enemy has sold terrors among the wheat, bringing in ungodly ways. The way of holiness is being diluted by another gospel. And the people are falling for its deception. Therefore, Apostle Paul sent us a final consummation of abiding in the Lord, making a strong last stand of salvation. Let us view the letter of Apostle Paul to the saints who are saved from the hands of the enemy. Amen. Amen. So we'll start out by, we'll be in Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to read verses 10 and 11 and take a pause. <coughs> Let me know when you're there. We're going to read, read verses 10 and 11, and it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. So hold your horses right there. And uh, when you look at that same very verse, in the Amplified, it said, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which is bountiless might provide. But put on the whole armor, the armor of heavy armed soldiers with God's supplies, that you may be able to successfully to stand against all the strategies and the deceit of the devil. Hmm. You got to be able to stand against all his strategies. You can't just keep looking for him one way. Come on, somebody. His plan of deception is in more than one direction. Amen. Amen. And it means finally is ultimately, lastly, in the end, eventually, and after considerable delay. Wow. Look how long this thing's been delayed. Huh? Look how long it's been, how long it's been since we put up this, put up, put up this fight. Because it's been considerably delayed in the saints of God. It's time to put on some real strength. That kind that, kind that comes from God. In the power brought by the Holy Ghost. Be strong is not a request. Be strong is a command. You can't find anywhere in that passage of scripture... That God said, I wish you would. But he said, be strong. So therefore, he didn't ask you to be strong. He's telling you to be strong. <clears throat> that makes sense? 
So be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from God's strength. Woo. We ain't got no strength unless we draw it from God. Amen. Huh? Come on, somebody. You know when you're operating off your own strength, it's weakness. God done proved that the strength that we have in our flesh is absolutely weakness. And we cannot operate off of strength unless we operate off of the strength of God. Jesus once told him, said, you can do nothing without me. Amen. Huh? He made it plain and clear. You know what he's saying? You cannot do anything to please God without my help. Amen. Wow. Well, he also said, put on God's armor. You got to take off your fighting clothes. Huh? Come on, somebody. You got to go back and put the butcher knife back in the kitchen. Huh? It's for cutting up food, not cutting up people. Am I right about it? Uh, you you, you got you to take your nine millimeter and put it back in the house for your protection in case a thief break in. But not for you to run around in the street playing tough with it. Amen. You know how you do. Somebody says something, first thing you want to do is reach up in there. Come on, somebody. Huh? That make you feel big when you can reach up in there and grab hold to that handle. Huh? Amen. Come on now. Did you notice that a whole lot of folks are dying that's been reaching up there for that handle? Huh? They just had some that died just recently. Every day you finding somebody dying in the street. So don't get that street mentality. So you got to put on God's arm. That means you got to dress up with spiritual armor as a soldier in the army of the Lord. So guess what? If we're going to be in the army of the Lord, we must operate under his command. Huh? Am I right? Because he is the chief commander. Come on, somebody. For it is the only way to be able to successfully stand against all the enemy strategies. You got to be able to stand against his plans. You got to be able to stand against his schemes. Oh, he got plenty of schemes. Come on, somebody. You got to be able to stand against his entrapments, his enslavement, to ruin the soul of man. The devil is not after your flesh. He's after your soul. He already know that your flesh got to go back to the dirt. It is your soul that God is trying to save. He's trying to kill that what God is trying to save. God ain't trying to save nobody's flesh. Come on, somebody. He's trying to save your soul of eternal life. You think that the devil wants you to have something that he lost? So what do we do? 
He gets a scheme. He gets a plan. He gets something to draw you on his side so that you will lose just like he lost. Mm. And guess what? We fall to it. Because you know why? Because we always looking for him to come one way. And he always attack us from a different angle. Unexpected. How many times you done got caught unexpected by the enemy, and then guess what? And it caused you to fly off. What did he say? I got you. Huh? Come on now. We all been now. Amen. That's why God created that word that caused repentance. Because you know what? He knew that we were going to get in trap. He knew that we were going to fall to the schemes of the devil. But then he also put in his word, said, but if you unionize union with me, guess what? I will give you strength to stand against his strategies. Oh. Amen. Amen. You and I must put that spiritual arm on because we are going to receive encounters with the enemy. You will come face to face against your enemy. You may be looking for him to fall out of the sky, but he might be walking right next to you. Come on, somebody. He might be walking in your familiars. The fight or the battle is always against each other. That's where our fight is. Isn't that amazing? Did he always know how to make church folks fight against church folks? That means, guess what? The mom. Have you ever know the army that fight against themselves and then win? Uh -huh. They're going to lose. The battle that Gideon fought, the army fought against themselves by the time Gideon and his army got there, they had already killed each other. Uh -huh. <laughs> because the Lord made them turn on each other. Come on now. That's why the scripture tells us that a house that is divided cannot stand. And the, guess what? Who do you think the first one to know that? The devil knows that. So we have to put that spiritual armor on because guess what? Our battle is not with each other, but our battle is with the enemy. And soon as we realize who the real enemy is, we can fight a better fight. Amen. The fight or the battle is always against each other because you and I have lost the awareness of who is the real enemy. You done lost your focus. You done lost your spiritual warfare. You're still fighting in the flesh. Come on, somebody. 
and you done lost who the real enemy is. Amen. Amen. Go to First Peter chapter 5 right quick. Why do you think that God, when he was talking in his word, that he said, if you have an alt against a out of the will of God. You don't walk out of the will of God and don't even know it. So please, Satan, don't get stuck on yourself. Amen. What did, what, 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 what did, what did the thing the pastor was saying the other day? Don't get stuck on yourself because you still get musty. Huh? All you got to do is get up and walk around a couple hours and then smell on the yarn. Come on, somebody. So don't think you don't get musty now. What was we at? Okay, verse 6 says, Armor yourself therefore under... Wait a minute, guess what? If, look here. If you can't submit to the elder, you're not going to be able to armor yourself before God. Because first things is first. First thing he told you to submit yourself to the elder. Am I right? And then later on he said, 
Humble yourself, huh? Therefore, under the mighty hands of God, that he may exalt you in. You know what he said? Get some patience and wait on God. Amen. I was listening to a song and it said, Whatever God has got for you is for you. Get you some patience. Wait on God. Stop acting like God is a failure. Stop acting like if God don't hurry up, he going to lose sight on where you is. Stop, 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 stop. He knows where you are. And he knows what he has for you. But guess what? You got to make sure you humble yourself before him. Huh? It didn't say humble yourself before. It said under his mighty, his mighty, his mighty hand. His mighty hand means that guess what? Can't nobody stop him from doing what he's going to do. Come on, somebody. We talking about the very same God that raised the dead. Am I right? Amen. We talking about the very same God that split the Red Sea. We talking about the same God that made the nation of Egypt say uncle. So that typifies that his hand is mighty. I, I, I like what he told Moses at the tail end. He said, go to him again. He said, oh, but this time he's really going to let you go. Yeah. Huh? I, I've been playing with him and setting him up. Yeah. But when you go to him this time, he don't let you go. Come on, come on, somebody. After he, done, after he defeated every god in Egypt, yep. knocked them down to their knees, Amen. then he told them to go to him this last time, and surely he's going to let you go. Now, absolutely, God must have knew what he was talking about. Amen. Huh? Guess what? God absolutely know what he's talking about in your life. God absolutely know what he's going to do with your life. If you humble yourself before him. Amen. Let's, 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 let's look at uh, uh, verse 7. Casting all your cares upon him. For he and guess what? We all have that problem. We have that problem called guess what? Let the care get to be significant. Or let the care get to be to the point that is driving you up the wall. Let the care get to the point that, guess what? You think that you are on your last leg. It's hard for you to cast that care. Because of what? Because of fear. And mostly. But you know what? If the saints, me and you, if we can just take that passage when we get ready to go through. Because see, we're going to go through. When we get ready to go through, say, God, I know you ain't behind us because you God. you got to be in front of us. So if I'm going to cast that up.
Because I know you can catch it, God. Because your hand is mighty. Huh? So I'm going to cast all them cares upon you before I get there. Come on, somebody. <coughs> yeah, the devil going to try to be bad news bearer. Huh? Yeah, he's going to try to wave that bad news before your face as long as you, huh, get doubtful and get fearful. Because guess what he knows? Doubtful and getting fearful is holding back God. Did we not read in the Sunday school lesson that when Peter went in there to heal Dorcas, he had to put all doubters out. He had to clear the house. He had to put them all out. And then once he put them all out and prayed, he told the girl, he said, get up. Arise. Amen. Because the power of God does not operate like it wants to operate in our life because we always doubting God. We read about God, but yet still we still doubt God. Hmm. When God sends a word to say to you, regardless of what you're going through, if God said, don't worry about it, you know what God said, I got this. Hmm. All you got to do is believe I got this. Huh? You have to fall back on the fact who can stop me when I said I got control of something? Who can take the control? Come on now. This is your last confirmation as you coming up to the final days of what we got to go through. So guess what? Whether you realize or not, there's some shakeable things that might come through our lives. It's going to try to shake us off our foundation. Do y'all hear me? There is some real life storms that is brewing that's going to try to shake us off our foundation. And if your soul is not anchored in the law, It's got to be anchored in the law. Come on now. Stop relying on your own intuition. It's what gets us in trouble anyway. Let's read the book. Cast all your cares upon him. And then the scripture tells you that God cares for you. He's the one that cares for you. So everything you go through, give it to him. Give it to the one that cares for you. Give it to the one that is looking out for your best interests. Huh? Give it to the one that can save you and not lose you. Then he said, be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, 
walking about seeking whom he, oh, he's searching for you. He's searching to see if you drunk without faith. He's searching to see if you got your head hung down so high, so low that you can't look up. He's looking for you dragging behind. Come on, somebody. Just like a lion do when he finds that there is a weakling in the crowd and he grabs the weakest one or the slowest one that he can get told to, to devour it. Hmm. That right? So, he's looking to devour you. He's looking to, you know, this devour <coughs> not about your flesh. He's looking to devour your walk with God. Because he knows that that's the one that counts. He knows that that's, that's the real walk that he's talking about. And if you notice that the passage of Scripture said that uh, your adversary is, is as a roaring lion. Huh? A roaring lion don't sleep till he finds something to eat. Come on. Come on, somebody. He lurks in the dark. He walks during noonday. He peeps through the bushes. He hang out around the tree. Guess what? You looking for him one way, and guess what? He allowed to pounce on you from any direction. Amen. I kind of watch it sometime when I watch the animal kingdom and, and the herds be running and he be over there in the bushes like this here. And he be looking at which one can I get without missing. See, he don't want to miss. He ain't going to just jump out that rope. He's saying which one I can get without missing. Hmm. And Lord have mercy, here come a young one. Trotting. Rob, the adults know what to do. They running. But here come one of the young ones trotting. And he got his eyes, boom, dead on him. And soon as he come by them bushes where he at, out them bushes he come. Jump on him and grab him by his neck because that's the killing part. Guess what the adults do? They keep on running. Huh? They keep right on running. So don't you get wrapped up in folks and you think they're going to come back and get the devil off of you. They're going to keep right on running. Huh? A lot of saints have found that out. Guess what? When the devil got hold to them, the rest of them kept right on running. because I need you to see exactly what took place with him. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. He resisted in the faith. 
That's how he's in the position that he's in for his resistance in the faith in God. Mm. Your faith got to work. And you know what? Nowadays, the days that we're in now, your faith has got to work more than it's been working. You got to take it off standby. You got to take your faith off standby because guess what? You don't know what you're going to have to face tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Time out for us to walk in Galilee. Faith has got to work now. You got to take it all stand by now. Because guess what? When you wake up in the morning, you're going to need it. Huh? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. The same thing that happened to him is happening to all unbelievers.
Well, 10th verse says, But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered him. Oh, so now he let you know up front, Lamont, that you don't go through something. Amen. We can't lay down every time we go through something. If we did, I'd never get up out the bed. Come on now. You got to press. Mm. After you have suffered a while, he will make you perfect, establish, strengthen. If you don't go through nothing, how you going to get strong? How are you going to build up on your most holy faith if you don't go through nothing and if it don't cost you nothing? If it don't cost you nothing, it might not be worth nothing. Mm. You know there's the old saying, bro. You get what you pay for. Church, cause somebody made you that you 
guess what? The devil showed you know how to blow your way. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Guess what? If you are fighting, you know what that's saying? If you are fighting your own battle, that's why God sit down on you. If you are fighting in your flesh your own battle, God can't win for you because you're in the way. And you know what they have to do? If he has to knock your enemy down, he has to knock you down first. Because you're in the way. You're in between God and your enemy. So if he got to knock somebody out, he got to knock you out first to get you out the way. Do both. Your life is based on the word of God. And he told you to pray without ceasing. Let's go. 
tough. So God said, oh, you're tough. You're going to get it. Get it, girl. Have it. Don't do you. Because guess what? Guess what you're doing? You're doing you. Just say spank a Lord, spank a spank a spank a Lord, spank a.
He said, pulling down the strongholds. You got to be able to get a prayer through to God that God can send you some help. Huh? God got to be able to dispatch the angels that come and surround you to give you the help that you need. Yeah. And I'm going to prove that point later on in the, in the lesson that God do dispatch. Oh, yeah. yes, he does. He does dispatch, and guess what? And you don't know it, but you got demonic spirit that is fighting against you. And God is dispatching your help. Yes. Am I right, Sister Turner? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I knew she knew it. So then he says, uh, casting down. The imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Wow. You got to cast down. All the imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against God. You got to be ready to knock it down. Uh, you got to be ready to knock it down with knowledge. Oh, y'all didn't hear that one. See, that means you need to know your word because you need to be able to knock it down with the knowledge of the word of God. They don't want you to know nothing about the word because that's your sword to use against him. And if you can't use the sword properly, guess what? You're going to be defeated. You're going to be swinging in the blind because you ain't going to know which direction he came from. Amen. For now, in this world, for now we are in a all out war. There's a spiritual war going on now, y'all. <coughs> and it's more heavy than it ever been before with you since you've been saved. It is a spiritual war going on. And it's not just in Arkansas, it's around the world. Amen. Go to Ephesians 6 and 12. Church world is running around here thinking about it's all about programming. It's all about getting in there and digging in the word of God to see what's written. This is the real newspaper right here. Yes, it is. Come on. Come on. Uh, you got to get in the real newspaper. Come on. 
Because guess what? This newspaper going to be real all the way to the end. Huh? It is written before it even happened. Come on, somebody. And God is bringing it to pass day by day. Is being fulfilled. Twelve verse says, just that one verse, for we wrestle not against in blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. And wow, it's a lot of stuff that you got to battle with, huh? And the Bible tells us that that. Uh, that uh, so many spirits is going out into the world. It's like an onslaughter. It's an onslaughter of people that is dying behind what the enemy is doing. You think that these young folks just Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. Somebody else. same thing, but I heard something about Kenny Robinson's nephew, uh, his, his son's son or something like that. But guess what? That, 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 it don't just stop there. I also heard something about a woman that a man came and had a pistol tapped on her window, wanted her car, and guess what? Him and her both started shooting.
somebody tap on your window and you got to go through that light, you just tell the police, you going to give me a ticket, but you saved my life. The battle in general is between saints against rebels who are against God. It's some rebel spirits out there. The, the wrestle or the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but with evil spirits controlling flesh and blood. That is making a stand against the truth of God's word. I did a little bit of looking, a little certain research, and said there are master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness and operating in supernatural spirit. And without God's spirit, we are no match for their deception. Come on now. Come on. Then it gave me four of those spirits. It said there are four rebels. There are four kinds. Not just four spirits, but four kinds of rebel spirits. One of them named is arches. Arches was mean principality, chief ruler, or being of the highest rank and order in Satan's kingdom. He is at a high rank. See, and y'all think y'all around here boxing each other, but you better watch them spirits. <coughs> Then you had the second one, whose name was Excess, uh, Excess, which means authority. Those who derive their power and execute the will of the chief ruler. So then this one exercised the execute the will of Arches. Since Arches is the chief ruler, hmm, 